1: That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20%
1: off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention.
2: PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease, this is a good choice for you. It's
0: just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org.
1: Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening Rush Nation? It's Murph here. It is Friday evening. We're here to break down what happened yesterday in the NFL draft. I've got with me two esteemed colleagues here, part of the Five Yard family. I've got from some different branches as well to get all sorts of different perspectives first of all i've got nick part of the dfs contact uh, content nick how's it going
2: i'm good buddy you
1: yeah all good I've Thanks seen having me your rams didn't make a pick last night so you haven't gone through some of the emotional trauma that uh i don't think i had any emotional trauma to be honest but uh, i think ash probably of the three of us did and ash is here as well from the 5 college branch ash how's it going how are you feeling this morning
0: Oh, I'm a little tired, but no, I'm doing good. No, I'm doing good. It was, uh, it was fun and good to finally get the, the first round underway. But now the real excitement begins. The next two days is where all the action is.
1: Yeah, I think we finally got some. We kind of got some answers to some questions that we had. Not as many shocks or surprises as I think we were probably expecting. And I think, as a whole, I was a little under. I think we were just talking about this. A little underwhelmed with the overall presentation of the draft. I thought that Cadell's. Uh, chair was a bit nah and <laughs> you know they didn't have yeah. as many you know like uh, i feel like it needed the david Akers winding up the crowd i think it needed people to go in there and like sort of wind up and stir up the crowd it was a reduced crowd the only time it got exciting was when the the steelers picked and there was a load of buoy i was like oh yeah there's people here very quiet very the house band were good i'll give them that sweet caroline might be my uh might be the highlight of my evening, I think. I think
0: that oh, was my highlight yeah. as well. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I, I don't even I'll...
1: like a song I hear it at Arsenal every week, and I, I, like, <laughs> I can't stand it. All of a sudden, it's on the draft. I was like, oh, it's broken me up with this cacophony. All right, happy days. But look, we're going to break through um purpose of this show. Let's go through and talk about the fantasy aspects and of the offensive players. We'll talk about, maybe nudge about some of the other picks as well. There were certainly some big picks, some good picks, and some strange ones as well. So let's break it through. And we'll start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars first. Overall, they selected Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely no shock here uh, at all. I think we all kind of knew it was ha- happening. I don't think there was any shocks, and arguably the best quarterback prospect to come out in the last sort of nine or ten years. So, uh, is there much to say on this? We've talked about it so much already. I think.
0: No, I don't think so. I think like we've we've been expecting this for months. We've been talking about the the impact that he's going to have on the on the um, on the team for months no surprises i think we all know what he's going to bring to the table um, and i'm think it's now interested to see how they build around that um, i think that that's where the interest is going to come for, for jacksonville and we'll be we'll be getting on to one of those pretty soon i can imagine but yeah no no shocks here really and we all know what to expect from Lawrence really
2: yeah i i really dislike drafts like this where you 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 just know who the first pick is going to be unanimously it's like the worst Kept secret in sport, it's it's been known for months. Likewise with Wilson, almost I'm sure we'll come to the excitement for me started from pick three onwards. That was the first uncertainty in the draft, but yeah, we know what we're getting with Lawrence, don't we? You know, really really high ceiling, pretty high floor as well. I think we can all safely agree. Um, Let's just hope that Jacksonville don't ruin his career.
1: Yeah, I think you know we know what we're getting here. As you say, we're getting an elite prospect best we've seen in the last sort of nine years. I don't think there's worry that he will be good. It's worry about, as you say, is he going to have the supporting cast? But he's definitely, for a fantasy perspective, he's one of the top two quarterbacks in, in this class. For a dynasty perspective, for me, he's the number one overall. There is an argument to be had about another quarterback maybe in redraft this year. little depending on if he gets a, uh, gets the job, but um, we'll, we'll get to him when, when we talk about him. But we'll move on to, to Zach Wilson. He was selected second overall by the Jets. Um, I did enjoy JJ Zacharyson talking about it was like his son uh, going to prom, which uh, that tweet did tickle me a little <laughs> bit. Uh, he does look like JJ as well, yeah. so um, I I just found it amazing. I can't remember who said it in our in our group chat that um, Zach Wilson's family just all look alike.
0: Yeah, that was me. <laughs> they, they 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 went over to him in the uh, in the green room. I was like. I I swear he's on the stage and honestly like all of them all the all the men look exactly the same it was crazy but um yeah again much much like Lawrence I think we've been expecting this for for the last month it may be more for it to be Wilson there's a little bit of work that needs to still be done um in some areas for the Jets but I think Wilson under center it, it seems to be the guy that that they've wanted and that, that they think can lead this offence. And I'm very interested to see how he performs. I've still got my reservations about him. Um, I have done for a while now, um, but I think he's going to obviously get a, well, he's he's quite clearly going to be starting day one, barring some major setbacks. So um, he's going to have to really hit the ground running and they're, they're trying their best to uh, improve the, the cast around him. And to be honest, I think the the line there now, or again, we'll we'll touch on it in a bit. But I think the line there now is actually is actually quite a formidable one, really, with with some of the acquisitions they made last year and some of the guys they've they've brought in. It, it should be kept upright. It's just what he can then do with the ball and and the guys around him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm keen keen to get your thoughts in terms of of Wilson, like in in terms of what you think he will do and. Look, it's no longer Adam Gaze. It's it's you know Robert Salah, It's
2: a uh, it's a Shanahan offense. You know what? What are your sort of thoughts on this? Similar to Lawrence in that I, you know, the landing spot. It's just one that I just hope it does, we don't end up with another Sam Donald kind of situation on our hands because I think somewhere in there there is a good quarterback with Sam Darnold. I actually quite like him. Um, my, my thing with Wilson again, I think there's a really high ceiling there, but this is it's very rare. You get a draft where there's there's five quarterbacks taken all all as high as they have been, and they all go on to have even even just moderately successful NFL careers. And what I mean by that is is just that, that they're actually still active on the team that drafted them beyond the first sort of five years that they're there, or uh, you know actually starting beyond that point. And for me. This is where I just hope the Jets get this one right, because like you've just said, Ash, you know, he's not short of protection. The question, I suppose, would be the, the weapons that are around him at the moment. You know, Not a great situation there, but I, I don't know. There's something that I'm just not sold on with Zach Wilson. I, I think this could be one where we look back in years to come and this is a, a bit of a bust pick from this draft. I don't know. There's just something there I don't like.
0: Yeah, he just he just doesn't excite you, does he? Like, I no. think obviously, a lot of it has been made about his pro day throw, which I think is ridiculous that people have gone on about that so much. And and he has shown that he can make plays, but he just he yeah he just doesn't scream out to you. Second overall franchise quarterback, I think he'll do. I think he he will he will win them some games, but I think more often than not, he's just not going to really set the world alight. And and from a fantasy perspective, I'm not overly interested in uh, possibly in a super flex, but I mean he's not someone that I'd look to target, in my yeah. in, in my personal opinion.
1: I get that. And I look, I'm with you. I, I don't have a lot of I think he could be a fine quarterback. I you know, I, I was sort of playing with some rankings this morning. I've sort of got him where I would have Sam Darnold. I I think I kind of view them as very similar ish mm. players. I think Wilson maybe has a slightly better arm and he's slightly more developed and he will have better protection, and it will be a better scheme. But I think this is really bad for Jameson Crowder. I think you can be out on Jameson Crowder now. They're going to play a lot of um, a lot of twelve personnel. I think I think you see a lot of two tight end sets. I think you'll see maybe even twenty one personnel. I think you'll see a lot of different personnel to give Wilson more protection. Uh, to make the plays. And I, I don't think they're going to just load Jameson Crowder. I think it's going to be, he's going to spread the ball around a bit. But what I would say for fantasy is his cost is going to be so low mm. that it's almost worth a punt. It's, it's it's literally so low. You're buying the guy, even after he's drafted two overall at an absolute bargain price. You're probably, he's probably going to go undrafted in most leagues. And you, you could create a pretty decent little New York Jets stack for virtually nothing. Cause you could pick up Mims Wilson and either running back that they draft or if they don't Devin Coleman in the very late rounds, and you could have that little stash. And if they put it together, it's cost you nothing. Um, and if it doesn't work you just drop them because it's cost you it's cost you nothing so i wouldn't i'm not going to say i wouldn't invest in them but i certainly wouldn't invest in them above the cost that they're going to be which is ridiculously cheap and i'm not expecting them to do much but sometimes when you're buying people at their absolute floor they don't have to do much to uh, to to exceed the line and that's something i i would say about wilson he doesn't excite me like he doesn't excite you guys but i think he's someone i'd Keep an eye on more so than I would say one or two other quarterbacks uh, in, in the well, one quarterback in this class. Um, but let's move on to someone a bit more exciting, definitely more polarizing Trey Lance. Um, you know, a lot of debate whether it's going to be Mac Jones, whether it's going to be Trey Lance. It is Trey Lance. I think it's good news for football. I think it's good news for the 49ers. I think it's good news for a lot of things. I do like Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones a lot. I don't for fantasy, but for NFL. I think he would have made them a good team, but I I get why they've gone with Lance. Um, It could be a realistic situation that by January, he would have played as many games in the pros as he did in college. Um, So I do think that's quite funny. I mean, again, the players talked about a length, but are we realistically looking at for this year, the number one QB option
0: out of these five? Uh, It's, <clears throat> it's difficult because I think there's gonna be the expectation and the pressure for him to start quickly in San Francisco. Obviously, we still don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy G. Whoever you speak to, someone has a different answer. I've said it from the beginning, and I continue to I still agree with it despite the where he's gone. I don't want to see him on the field this year. Not, not as a full not as a full starter. I still think he needs to sit and develop his game further for him to really excel. And and if he does, because he's got, I mean, he could be the best quarterback out of this class with, with the traits he's got, his physicality, his physicals, his arm strength. He's got everything you want. He just needs a bit more, a bit more work. And, and what I don't want to happen is to him to get thrown in at the deep end, game three, four, whatever it may be. And, and start to struggle, and and that's it. Confidence is gone, and will we ever see the Trey Lance that we all expect to see?
1: Do you think, Nick, that there's a chance he starts week one?
2: Mm, no, I'm I'm with you, Ash. I think he sits potentially for the whole season. Um, they've got the they've got the get out clause with Jimmy G next year, haven't they? I think. Um, I, I think he. He, he sits, he learns. This was a pick where I, I stayed up for the first three picks and then went to bed Um uh, watched the rest this morning, but this was the pick I wanted to see obviously because it's the one that impacts my team the most. Um, I didn't really want to see them pick Trey Lance because I think it is, it, again, it's that nightmare NFC West quarterback that can, can beat you with their arm and beat you with the legs. And, we're already dealing with a bit of that from Russell Wilson twice a year, Kyler Murray twice a year. I think he's in a, a perfect situation. I think, you know, the analyst made a really good point that he could not have asked for a better landing spot. Really, you get teams like San Francisco that, yeah, they had their injuries last year, but they were still... You know, fairly competitive. They were in a Super Bowl the year before that. There's not a massive amount that's changed in that team since. There's a few key pieces that have, have been lost, but they've replenished through draft and free agency. Um, You know, I, I, he's, he's got a good offensive line there. I just think this is a really good pick. And I think, I agree with you, Ash, this could be one where we look back again and this is the most successful quarterback from this draft if they get it right. If, if they don't, I think it's it's a massive risk pick to jump up and give up what they did to take someone with such little college experience. But I, I love the pick. I think it's a, a really exciting pick. And it's probably my favourite quarterback of the, the five that have been picked thus far. See, I'm, I'm very different
1: to you. I, I think he starts week one. I, I can't see how you can make that significant of an investment and not do it. I just don't, I don't see how you can do it. I mean, you've got Jimmy G, who they can get rid of this year, not pay a lot of money. I think it's like $3 million against the cap. Um, and I can see the merit of starting Jimmy G. But let's be honest, Jimmy G's not played in this offense for, you know, half a season, three quarters of a season whenever he went down. So he's not like he's the incumbent. People think like, well, okay, Jimmy G is his job. Yeah, but he hasn't been in that job for three quarters of last season. You know, he is coming off an injury. He might not even be fit. We don't know the full extent of the medical that Jimmy G's after. And I I just think, for me, if you have invested that much capital in Trey Lance, you're almost prepared to say, this year is whatever this year is. We get the kid playing. We see what happens. We've got the weapons. We've got the talent. We've got a great offensive line. We've got the best left tackle in the league we have the ability to protect him, but he needs time to play. It's no good sitting him. He didn't play last year. He played one one game. You know, I think sitting him, I think him does his development because he's not coming from a, a, a system where he has played a lot. He's played 17 games. You know, sitting him and sitting him and sitting him, it's going to be like, if you sit him again, it's going to be three years before he's he's thrown a ball. I think that's 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 too long for me, I think. I think you get out of the rhythm of being being a quarterback.
2: Do you still think they trade Jimmy G then? Or do you think they keep him around? Or Because if, if Lance is going to start week one, is Jimmy G willing to sit on a bench and, and do the I 49ers? And I don't think get it's what up they to him. Can.
1: It's, it's not up Correct. to him, is it really? I mean, he's got a no-trade clause. Um, someone's got to come in with something. I think he... Uh, for me, I, I thought he would go to New England. That's not going to happen now. Um, I, I, I honestly think... Right now, he is the insurance policy to Denver. That's what I honestly think. I think, you know, we haven't talked about Aaron Rodgers. We haven't talked about all this stuff that's going on. Does he get traded? Does he not get traded? You know, that that's for a completely different podcast. But effectively, right now, if Aaron Rodgers is going to get dealt, he could go to Denver. There's a lot of nice pieces in Denver, and, and Elway will back him, um, and they'll get whatever they need to do the job. But I can't help but think that, that Denver are not going into this season with just Teddy Bridgewater and, and Drew Locke. I just don't see that. I don't think you pass up at nine a quarterback, given the fact that you could realistically not have a quarterback on your roster next year and and just gamble. So I, I think that Jimmy G is potentially someone that could end up in Denver. I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying it, it's an option. I think Denver are going to kick the tires on Rodgers. I think they're going to kick the tires on on Watson. I think they're in the market for someone and I think they made a decision last night a conscious decision not to draft a player because they think they're going to get someone. And I think Jimmy G is 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 option 3. I think he's like it's a pretty cheapish contract. We could probably do something with the 49ers to to take it to where they save some cap room, we save some cap room. And everyone works, but I guess we'll see what happens. But my my gut feeling says I think Trey Lance starts week one, and I think if if you don't start in week one, I have to question why you've taken him at this spot with that much investment. I think you have you you're signaling to the world that you have that he's ready to go. But that's that's my thoughts. But it's going to be an interesting debate, and I, I think he is the best option for for redraft this year if he does start because of that rushing floor. I think he's going to put up he could put up realistically seven eight hundred yards on the ground. Easy for fantasy football, and I think that's what's going to be the big difference. But let's talk about from one sort of phenom who who didn't play the one that played a lot, and and is probably the most athletic and freakish athlete in this class, and that's Kyle Pitts. He goes to Atlanta, who are absolutely loaded with weapons. And I mean this this is Matt Ryan's Christmas come early, isn't it? To to get this guy.
0: Yeah, this is my yeah. I mean, this is this is my favorite fantasy player of this of this draft class. I think he he would have been regardless of where he landed to be honest with you, but I think the fact he has landed in in Atlanta, which we were all sort of half expecting, hoping that they wouldn't push the button on a quarterback. they didn't they've gone for pitts, like you say they've added that weapon to for Ryan alongside Jones and Ridley and I can't off the top else is there, but I think he is his his ceiling is wherever he wants it to be. Uh, I'm so excited to see this guy on the pitch in the NFL. I loved him at Florida. Everything that he's done, all the tape he's put up. It's just an exceptional player and I've said it before. I think he's the best pass catcher in this in this in this class. I said I said receiver before and I think that's a bit harsh on him because he's not a receiver. He is a tight end. He's but he's a receiver in a tight end's body that can do the tight end work, but like I said, but for me, best pass catcher and and to be honest, he's probably as I say, he's probably my my top my top fantasy rookie at the minute, and that will, probably won't change. Yeah, I
1: I, I agree.
2: Nick? Yeah, yeah, I can't can't disagree. I don't don't particularly not like the landing spot. You know, I, I think he's in a good spot. The good quarterback, good offense, exciting offense. We should see a lot of points from Atlanta. No doubt, we'll see them ship a lot of points as well as they always do. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can't not love it. The, there was a lot of talk around, you know, whether Julio Jones is is traded away, which is, you know that remains to be seen. But it would be it'd be nice to see some, maybe some twelve personnel there in Atlanta with Jones, Ridley, and they've obviously Hayden Hurst they brought in last year who had. Not a great season, but not not the worst season as far as tight ends are concerned. We probably expected him to be more involved after Austin Hooper was really good the season before. But yeah, I love it. You know, he's an athletic freak. That that word freak gets used a lot, doesn't it? But he is a freak.
1: Yeah, he, he really is a freak. And And, and on top of that, you know, you mentioned it with a different personnel, but this guy can line up everywhere, whether Jones is there or not, or not. And, and Arthur Smith is, you know, he's a former tight ends coach. Um, his offenses in, in Tennessee um, tight ends were targeted the most in each of the last two seasons uh, in his offenses. So I think it's going to be great for Pitts. It's going to be great for, for fantasy football. Um, it, it doesn't take a lot for him to finish as a top five, um tight end but again the question is for this year what's his ceiling I still for me I'm not sure that I think he goes a lot higher than he's worth I think he's going in rounds five to six and I'm not sure that optimally that is the best place to take a tight end but if anyone is going to hit that ceiling it's going to be him so um, it's going to be an exciting time to, to see what he does but Moving on to Jamar Chase. Now, he goes to the Bengals. Bengals opt not to, to protect the franchise and not to get a, a tackle in Pen i suel and have decided that they're going to reunite Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, I'm not shocked. I, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I think it's stupid. I get it, but I do think it's stupid. I think you've got to protect the franchise. We already see the scar on his knee, but... He's there now. We can't change the the pick. I, for me, easily the best wide receiver in this class. And based on the landing spots, he's the only one that gets a significant arrow up based on projections and rankings of what what could have been for him.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think the yeah his his stock is... Well, he was he was uh, uh, he was top for a lot of people anyway. So I don't think this this landing spot has affected him um, his stock that much. Him and Burrow had a good relationship last. Uh, year before last, I agree with you. I think that the, 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 the Sewell was the right choice. We said it last night in the chat, and I feel sorry for Boyd. I think his his uh, fantasy value is going to take a bit of a hit from this. Um, but, and Higgins, but, yeah, and Higgins as well. Yeah, I think Higgins are both of them. I mean, Chase Chase steps into this offense as the main man, um, but and everyone else takes a bit of a knock. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I don't think the Bengals are good enough to have three. No three fantasy relevant tight ends um wide receivers. No. So someone's gonna lose out here, whether it's Boyd, whether it's Higgins. It's not gonna be Chase.
0: No, he's gonna he, he's gonna command those those targets from from day one. Burrow's gonna be confident to to get the ball to him um because they had that like I say they had that relationship and it was a very close relationship and um yeah I, I love the spot for Chase. I love the weapon for Burrow but I hate the fact that they haven't they haven't protected Burrow because, as you say, that scar on his knee already. This line's not been improved yet, and it needs improvement. Or, or Burrows is is going to be in the dirt
2: again very soon. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, there's, there's I love this love the spot, but there's two reasons I hate this. One is I do have quite a few shares in Tyler Boyd. He was quite cheap to acquire because of how good T Higgins was last year. Um. The second one is any teams that I have any shares of Joe Burrow in, I just hate that they have not drafted Sewell. I I I, I thought that's where they were going to go. That is the sensible pick, and they've not. And I'm really concerned for Joe Burrow's long term health. Um, in in terms of the you, you know. The, you couldn't have asked for a better receiver to pair up with Joe Burrow. Like I think unanimously number one receiver for, for most fantasy analysts. Um, you know, they they, they know each other from the the LSG days. So I, I love the spot for him. And I think there'll be a you know, a lot of the target show will definitely go his way. I think he's straight away is is the wide receiver one the Higgins maybe the two and Boyd maybe the slot, but I just don't like it for Burrow and I don't like it for Boyd. I feel like my Boyd shares have, have took a dive from this.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. And, and I would say that for me, Chase is a, is a, a low-end wide receiver too right now. I think you hmm. in, in redraft, that's kind of where you're thinking. I think he can go anywhere. Similar to where CeeDee Lamb last year, I think you're looking at anywhere from a 16 to 22 finish for him uh, going into redraft season. Um, one wide receiver who's stock... I think personally took a massive plummet last night was was Jalen Waddle um to the Dolphins. And I know Lee's not going to like me for this, but um for me in redraft, Jalen Waddle is now undraftable, uh, for this year. Because it, it, people think, like, well, well, hang on a minute, like where are you going here? I mean, people forget that, you know, they they've got Will Fuller and they've got Devontae Parker. And you've got two Ataga Vailoa who is not gonna support three Fantasy relevant wide receivers. We're in a very similar situation to LaVisca Chanel and Jacksonville last year. Only I think this is worse because I think Parker and and you know Will Fuller are very good receivers. Will I mean like you're needing Will Fuller to go down for Waddle to really see significant time in in 2021. And I I, I kind of get it. You want to support to her and you want to give him weapons. But they're making it seem like it's like the situation in Detroit and he's got no weapons. You know, Devonta Parker is not... Listen, I'm not saying Devonta Parker is the end-all, be-all, but he's not a bad receiver. And Will Fuller is is a well-in-demand receiver. And now you add Jalen Waddle. I think that's a really muddled situation. And and for me, I just think going forward, Jalen Waddle's just a guy I I can't draft. I just don't think I can draft him this year. I just don't see where he's going to be relevant.
0: Uh, I... I believe Waddle will will play himself into being the the guy there. I think the issue that you have, I'm I'm more concerned about two them And you say like you say, being able to produce one or two of these guys are going to lose out. I think personally, with what Waddle can offer in his game, his skill set, um, he'll get used out of the slot a lot as well. I think he's going to be the one that's going to see more work than. Parker or Fuller um I think Fuller might be the one who loses out the most because I just don't think Tua's Tua's going to be able to get the ball to him we know Fuller's game we know how good he is on those on that deep on that deep play and I just don't think Tua can do it we haven't seen that yet we I hope I hope I'm wrong because I'm I'm a big fan of Fuller as well um but I I agree with you the landing spot is not great for Waddle but it's not great for any of these guys now but I think the relationship with Tua and Waddle and, and, and the versatility that Waddle can offer, not only out the slot, but he can line up in any of those positions and his skill set, I think it will win him out, but he has gone down in my in my in my draft ability in fantasy now. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking at him as highly as I would if he'd had landed somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, Nick, what what do you think?
2: I mean, if Chase is still here, do, do they take Chase? Um, maybe that's what they they were hoping for. Uh, there was the talk before the draft that Waddle was the the wide receiver number one anyway for Miami. But I think my issue with him is I just don't really like undersized receivers. I know that there's there's a role for them in in the sport, but I always feel when when a receiver gets drafted and I, I say undersized, he's not undersized for his for his body or his build, but He's a small receiver, uh, you know. He's quick, and and you you, you know, s- speed is a great attribute to have. And there's more to his game than just that. You know, he's he's very explosive. But um, I think sometimes receivers like this do take a, a couple of years just to develop in the league. I don't think they they always make the impact you're expecting straight away or what Miami might expect. Maybe they'll be quite happy to just you know let him develop for a season or so. And maybe that's the whole reason that Will Fuller has been brought into partner Devontae Parker there but yeah I, I'm pretty much what you guys have said I'm not I'm not completely out on him but I, I wasn't all that in on him to begin with in the first place if I'm being honest Jamar Chase was was always number one for me and I'm probably more of a fan of, of Smith who's, who's gone to the Eagles yeah I, I'm with you Nick and, and
1: when I say I'm not drafting Waddle I just mean this year I don't like his situation in twenty twenty one. I think you're right, Ash. I think he plays himself into a role and I think he will be good. I don't I'm not there's no question that Jalen Waddle is a is a very good wide receiver. I'm not questioning his talent, his route running ability but I do think it's going to be very difficult for him to be fantasy relevant in 2021, maybe towards the end of the season. If he's on waiver wise, you pick him up a bit like the viscous Chenault, a bit like a Michael Pittman, and he sort of comes along and he might give you something at the end of the season. I can see that a hundred percent. I just, for me, I don't think you can go out and target him. And I think in dynasty, I still think he is, he's a long way down my board. Um, and I've actually had to move him down further and depending what happens with uh, the two Moors and a few other players, that will really determine how far he goes down the board with where their landing spots are, because I just think he's going to find it tough for a while. But we'll see what happens with him. Detroit Lions did the smart thing. They took Penn Ice well. It's great news for Goff. Um, it's great news for, for Swift. Um, you know, these are the sorts of things that it's not a sexy pick, but you know, they're still relevant for fantasy football. Uh, it's a good one. Carolina Panthers took JC Horn. They're going to play a lot more man coverage. I am not shocked that JC Horn was the cute, It was the, the quarterback one. I think when we started talking, Ash, and we did, I think, a first mock draft way, way back, I had JC Horn as the cornerback the one then, and he never moved off my board. So I'm glad to see that. I just love the tape. I love what he does. I think he's, he's a great yeah. player. So um delighted to see that. Denver, we've kind of touched upon this. They took a real curveball here and went with Satan. This is not a win-now piece. This is a developmental... We've got two guys who could come off the roster at the end of 2021, and we're going to need a corner, and we really like Satan. But they addressed the position in free agency. They didn't take corner quarterback. I've talked about what my feelings are on that. I do think they needed help elsewhere and I do think that is a concern if Vic Fangio has to start the season with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke in a competition he will be out of a job, he will be out of a job come Black Sunday I'm completely, or Black Monday I'm completely convinced on it
0: Yeah he should have, I, I think if you weren't going to go quarterback here, if you weren't interested in taking Fields or Mac or, or Jones which they weren't, I, you would have moved because the areas they need nine would nine nine would have been too high in my opinion i think so, uh, some of the key areas that they, that they need to improve outside a quarterback um i think that that position would have been too high maybe they did try and shot the pick and they couldn't find anyone for it and then they went for who was their best player on the board we, we don't know we might we might hear about it, but it's it's a it's an odd one i agree they addressed it in free agency and i just i just it, it just seems almost like a luxury pick when they can't really afford to do that. That is the exact term. I think it is that. It's a luxury
1: pick when you can't afford to do that. But we'll see what happens with Denver. I think their, their story is yet to be written. And I don't think it's going to be written this weekend either. So let's talk about the Eagles. They they do a, a deal with the devil, literally, uh, with their arch rivals, the Cowboys. And who says that rivals internally in division don't trade? Um, you know, these two franchises hate each other and they go ahead and do a trade. Eagles move up two, they jump over another rival in the division, the Giants, and take Devonta Smith, which I think is a is an interesting move.
0: Yeah, it's a kick in the teeth to to the Giants, one not it? Um, and at the same time getting the player that they wanted from, from the beginning. I think they would have taken they would have taken um um Smith if they were at, they pro- if they were at six, to be honest, I think he's been on their radar from 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 day one, um, and I think he again he comes in and and he offers he offers something to them straight away. He has the they say the relationship with him and Hertz they they didn't play much together before Hertz moved on, but they did they did have some time together. So obviously another comparison of a of a former teammate joining his quarterback, uh, but. I think he he steps into this offense as, as one of the main guys alongside obviously Rager, who we hope is going to take a step up from last year. Um, And I I like the landing spot. I've had Smith, as I say to Eagles for a while now, and I love what Smith offers. Yes, he is small. We can't get away from his size, but that's not stopped him being the player he was in college. He's, he's one of, he's such a complete receiver. Uh, He does everything so well, and it's just the, the the size that concerns people, but I think he'll he'll play his way out of those concerns pretty quick. I'm still I have an issue I have somewhat of an issue with, with rookie wide receivers in the redraft year one anyway. Um I think barring someone like Chase, people overpay and, and it's not often that a rookie wide receiver excels obviously last year we had the uh, the exception of clay claypool and and jefferson but it takes time for rookie wide receivers to develop i personally think smith if this offense if hurts can 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 take a step that this he'll 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 perform out the gate in my opinion because i think he's going to be given that chance to in this offense as as one of the main focal points yeah and and nick you like this and you you think he's your your number two wide receiver now
2: yeah, I watched him quite a bit last year. And I think the the key to this pick, I think once the two top cornerbacks were off the board, this this was a no-brainer for Philly. Um, like you've just said, Ash, it, 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 you've got straight away that partnership with Hertz, who we assume is, is the QB one going into the season, despite all the talks of quarterback competitions and stuff like that. I think we can put that to bed. Um, you know, what I see when... I've, I watched a lot of Devonta Smith last year. And what I see is a smaller framed Devontae Adams. That that's what he reminds me of when I watch him play. I think he's he's got everything to his game that he needs to have to make the step up to the NFL. Um you, you know despite the fact that and I know it's the only question mark over him really is that he's he's small, undersized, if you will. That has not stopped him putting up the numbers that he has in college. And I know he's been on a really good offence in alabama and it maybe has been fortunate in that respect but you know the the ball still needs to be caught the touchdown still needs to be scored and you still need to to run the routes he has and i, I just think you know there's not a lot to not like here i think in dynasty uh, it's, i think it's a good landing spot because there's not much else to contend with in philadelphia They've not got some of the wide receiver picks right in previous years. I think a uh, Seager White side that ship has very much sailed. You know the jury's out on Jalen Rager for for season two. We'll we'll see what comes of that. But I, I love this. I love the landing spot and Devonta Smith. I, I I really rate him. I hope he has a great career. So I think I think you've summarized everything I was feeling. I think good landing spot,
1: opportunity to contribute. Partnered well, think he's my wide receiver too. There is always something in the back of my head and that I think Harry Roseman is the single worst evaluator of talent in the NFL. (laughs) Tell me a high value draft pick that he has hit in the last five years. I can give you one name. Dallas got it in the late second round. This guy has a string of misses. He has missed and whiffed on every single pick he has made. He took a franchise QB. He's had to trade because he couldn't keep him in line. I just, I worry about anybody that is, and I, I hope, I hope that Devonta Smith proves it wrong because he's such a good player and he is. he's the best route runner in this class. He's got so much going for him that I absolutely believe he could be incredible. But it's the fact that Howie Roseman took him that worries me. That is my one thing. It's the one thing. If it was any other team, I'd be, with the situation the same, I'd be all over it. But we'll see. This is Howie's time. He's got to be right at some point, right? So um, big trade happened afterwards. And we got Justin Fields. Justin Fields goes to Chicago. Chicago moved up nine. Um, Dave Gettleman traded down. Like, I can't believe it has taken a global pandemic to teach Dave Gettleman that actually you can trade down and you can do good things. <laughs> and he got a haul. But, like, let's not face it. It was a great move. He's got a first next year. got a fifth, for fourth. He got, he got some picks. Like, it was a great move. They obviously got gazumped on Smith. He's like, I'm not going to panic. I'm going to buy myself some time. I'm going to move down the board. I'm going to make Chicago pay. And they take a really exciting quarterback who I think for me, Justin Fields has probably been the most unfairly treated quarterback in living memory in terms of a draft evaluation process. Because there's absolutely no dispute on the talent. No dispute on the talent. There's no dispute on the tape. There's no dispute on the pro day. He had a medical issue. He came out and talked about but he has continued to be slandered in a really unfortunate way. And we've talked about it, so I'm not going to hammer it um, previously. But I'm glad that he has the opportunity to go to a franchise that really needs a player of his talent. And I think it's a great day to be a Chicago Bears fan. And I can't remember the last time I said that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think you, you, you all know my my feelings towards Fields. Um, and and I, I, I love the landing spot, I think um a certain a certain Andy Dalton's not going to be overly happy but um I think from 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 Fields' perspective he is going to be hopefully allowed a uh, a few games maybe half a season before we before we potentially see him on the field unless Dalton and and Fowls implode on themselves um and, and like you say it's the, it's it's a ideal landing spot for him and um Yes, the Bears paid, but I felt they needed to and when you see a player like Fields there at 11, I think this is a good trade both sides to be honest. I think they might have overplayed over paid somewhat, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it was a, a a massive thing to pay when you're going to potentially get a player like Fields.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think when you compare what they've paid for Fields versus what the Niners have paid for Lance I, I I don't think it's much to give up at all when you compare the two trades. And, you know, I think short memories, but I, if you think back to the early mocks at the, the start of last season, you know, Justin Fields was the 1B to Trevor Lawrence's 1A. You, you know, everyone had him going number two in this draft. He was the second best quarterback unanimously almost. It's only that it's a really strong classic quarterback that we've had two or three more that have emerged since and had a really good college season. I, I there's not a lot not to like here does, does he sometimes stir down his receivers yeah sometimes all quarterbacks are, are guilty of that as well but everything else is there the arm talent's there ideal size for a quarterback that you look for you know really good on his deep throws I, 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 I like Fields I like the spot because I think he's got some some good talent there you know I'm Alan Robinson sticking around for at least another season um it was a necessity pick, I think, for the Bears. I don't think he necessarily starts week one, but I think this was a good good pick and they've not given up a great deal to get someone who most of us thought was was probably the second best QB in the draft a few months back. I think it's just that stigma that he's coming from Ohio State that he's slipped as far as he has and the past history with quarterbacks that have come from there, but that should not tarnish him. No, he shouldn't, and I'd be the first one to stir the pot there. I've I've wound ash up a lot about <laughs> quarterbacks
1: that come from Ohio State who don't do anything, but I do I do think Fields is is a special special talent, and I've always said that, and I've always felt he was the the second best quarterback in this ta- in this class. I think overall he's probably the second best quarterback for fantasy. There is a chance that Dalton starts Week One, <clears throat> but I also think it's Fields' job to win. Yeah. And I think Foles is finished, um, probably. Um, But, I mean, like, I'm just pleased for Chicago Bear fans because Ryan Pace has done a pretty poor job in the last four or five years. Mm. And I'm not going to blame Nagy as much. I think he developed a system with the tools that he was given and he didn't draft, you know, Biscuit. He didn't draft Trubisky. So I kind of... I can't give him a massive pass, but I give him a bit of one. And it'd be interesting to see now that Nagy has a coach that he wants to work with, that he is pushed for to see what he does. And if, do we really get this special, special player? And, and you know, don't forget Nagy was there in the first year of Patrick Mahomes. Like he helped develop Patrick Mahomes ready for the NFL. And he's worked with a player of this talent. He knows how to get the best out of a player of this talent and that's giving Nagy a compliment, so I should probably move on. Um, Dallas Cowboys took uh, Micah Parsons. Um, for me, best player available. I do worry what in IDP what that's going to do to, to Jalen Smith, whether he's going to have some work there going forward and what they do. The Chargers decide to protect the franchise. They did the complete opposite to the Bengals, took the best tackle available Rashawn Slater. Biggest need on their team. Congratulations to them. Great pick. Can't argue. Jets traded up, paid a haul, two third round picks to get Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, But again, they're protecting the franchise. I mean, we can sit here and say that's expensive, but can you knock it when you've just made the investment they have made in in Zach Wilson? I I, I think you'd knock it if they didn't make a move like this more than they're making it. But they do have some holes. Hopefully they can trade and get some more pieces. And then we get to New England, Mac Jones. Mac Jones a new England Patriot kind of felt inevitable in, in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, for fantasy football, this one is completely irrelevant. Uh, Mac Jones is a player. You don't need to draft in redraft unless you're playing super flex, in which case he should be a very low end um, player. And it, I, I, I like Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones a lot more than most people, but he offers you nothing in fantasy football. He's not going to throw for 45 touchdowns. and He's not going to rush. I think he had what 42 rushing yards in college, and I know that they take some sacks yards away and things like that. But he not He doesn't run the ball. He's like Tom Brady. You have to. He has to throw 45 touchdowns a year
0: to be relevant, and he's not going to do that in New England. No, he's the definition of a system quarterback, and he is a Bill Belichick quarterback. Um, and like you say, they—I said it in the chat last night—they—they they got the man they wanted, and they didn't have to pay for it. Which a lot of us expected that they might have that they might have done. So I think it's a it's a it's a unfortunately a big win for the Patriots. Um, I'm interested to see how long it is before we see him on the field. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a it's a great it's an it's an expected but it's a great landing spot for him. It, it's probably the best landing spot for him to be honest with you, the type of player he is and the type of scheme that that the Patriots are.
2: Yeah, good, good, good. Patient work on the night from New England, not pulling the trigger and trading up. They, they waited. The guy fell that they wanted, and everything you've just said, Ash and, and you, Murphy is, is perfect quarterback. I think for Bill Belichick and and what New England do, he, he can slot into that system. I I think he'll he'll have success there. Whether he starts day one or not is is another another story. But you know, I think it's a randomly put together offense anyway. Of, of players that you'd have never thought would be playing together in, in New England this coming season. It's almost like it's just been thrown together on the fly. But there's some nice nice enough parts there that, you know, it, it's, it, I don't think he'll it, have all that much relevance this season in any sort of fantasy. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with Cam Newton, I suppose, on that. But, yeah, I really like this pick. Um, and he just feels like a, a safe quarterback. Um, I, I see a lot of Matt Ryan when I see Matt Jones. You know, do you, you know what you're getting with him? Um, d- decent enough. Arm, makes good reads. Can throw the ball. Doesn't rush very often. Uh, I, I like it.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's he's going to be great for for the NFL. I think he's going to be very successful. Um, but it's just interesting to see what what happens now. Um, I don't think he starts the year, but I do think he he will probably finish the year. Yeah. Um, then we had a run of players here. Not too much impact on on fantasy football. Saving Collins went to the Cardinals. Arguably the worst pick of the night, Alex Leverwood, went to the Raiders. Mark on the college team posted his reaction video. I, I, I mean, I was in pieces for about 20 minutes <laughs> when he posted that. It might be the funniest thing I have seen. I, I'm going to say this year. Yeah. I, I don't think I have seen anything funnier this year. And I'm sorry that I have to laugh at his pain. But it was just the way that he was just like, please not Leverwood. Please just Darishaw. Just take Darishaw. Please take Darishaw. Darishaw. <laughs> just take Darishaw. Yeah.
2: Is, yeah. Is that out there on the socials? Because that 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 is going to... That, that I can see something like that going viral. That is oh, a yeah. great oh, yeah. reaction yeah. video. <laughs>
1: I just I just loved
0: it. It was so funny.
1: It was so good. And and do you know what? If they take Nick Bolton tonight Oh (laughs) oh my word.
0: (laughs) might be the last we've ever seen of Mark. (laughs) That
1: might be it. (laughs) We might never see Mark again. He might he might emigrate. (laughs) England's too close to Las Vegas. I'm going to have to move. Um, Jalen Phillips, love Jalen Phillips. He goes to Miami with their second pick. Um, Jamie Davis, he goes to Washington. Bit of a surprise pick, very raw, but we'll see what happens. And then the Giants undid a lot of good work um, of trading down, didn't get their player. They draft Kadarius Toney with the 20th pick. And... I just – I mean, I get it for the Giants in the sense of what the Giants love is slot guys. (laughs) Let's just have loads of slot guys. Yeah. (laughs) And they take Tony. And Uh, I just sit there thinking, like, is Tony actually going to be relevant in fantasy uh, football? Or even in the NFL. I just (laughs) think his ceiling is like a half-baked Curtis Samuel.
0: (laughs) I hate this pick so much because I – I'm a massive fan of Kadarius Tony. That
1: makes one of us.
0: Uh, honestly, like I I am. I am a fan. I'm a big fan of him and I absolutely hate this landing spot for him and it just makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, and that's all I've got to say on it. I don't want to talk
2: about it anymore. <laughs> Nick. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. Same. I'd, I I he should not have been going in the first round for me. Uh, there's better receivers on the board I get what you're saying Murph they like a slot receiver there but he's you know straight away at best he's he's number four on, on the depth chart as it stands right now um, yep don't like this pick um, it, from what I've seen of him in college and I did watch quite a bit of Florida last year no, no doubt nowhere near as much as you Murph but you know he, he can break big plays he's difficult to put down he's stocky, he's strong, he's fast um but I just think there's a lot of work there to do with him still. At. He's certainly not the finished article, very much a rough a diamond in the rough, if you will. Um and that's whether he ever becomes a diamond.
1: Where did where did the Rams take Jefferson is it late second last year? Um, Van Jefferson. Yeah, I think it was maybe fifty two, fifty
2: five, something like that.
1: Right. I do not understand how Kadarius Tony is the twentieth pick and Van Jefferson was the fifty second or whatever he was picked. <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, I don't get it. Van Jefferson's the better receiver of the two. Yeah. He's better in almost every department. To Kadarius Tony, he stopped Kadarius Tony getting on the field. <laughs> in what world is Kadarius Tony, who has played, I'm not even going to say he's played a full season at wide receiver because I think that's been generous. Is uh, whatever it's done. Like the New York, I tell you what, the New York Giants never ever fail to always take the wrong player in the first round. It's just every year, it's always the wrong player. It was Andrew Thomas last year. It's just always that I feel so bad for the fans. Like, they do something good. They trade down, they get a load of picks. You think, wow, they finally get it. And then they still take the wrong player. The, if they take Rashard Bateman, this would be phenomenal.
2: Yeah, the, the, the ultimate hold my beer franchise. 100%. Uh, <laughs> and,
1: like, I just, yeah... I just, I just, oh, I can't, I I don't know what they see that no one else does. It's it's just incredible. Um, the the Colts took a home run pick with Quitty Pay. Caleb Farley, you know, we know the Titans love to, to roll the dice. You know, they did it with um, Jeffrey Simmons. That one paid out. They did it with Isaiah Wilson. That one didn't. But they're getting a top 10 player at 22. It's whether or not he's fit. Um, I guess I'm not overly shocked. And then we come to your Steelers, Ash. And they do go running back and they too take Najee Harris. And I just I look at this pick and I just think what a waste. What a waste this is going to be for one of the best running backs we could have seen in the NFL.
0: Um yeah, I disagree. I think that I think I, I there's no there's no doubt about it that the offensive line has taken a step back. But and I, I, I had my preference. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had a lot. We, we, we had a lot of injuries last year, um, uh, but the, I still think that they are, that they will perform, but we need to, we need to add people. And I think my preference, and I said it last night, would have been to have gone offensive line first. I don't rate any of the centres first round, so I'm glad they didn't go that route. If, if anything, it would have been a left tackle. Um, or a tackle in general and then taken um, a running back in the in the second like Williams or if Williams isn't there you wait till the third and pick up someone like Gamewell or, or, or that that would have been my preference but I I am happy with Najee Harris I think he is the best running back in this class I think he gives an an instant upgrade over anything that we've currently got there I think he would have been an upgrade if Connor was still in the building I don't think there's it's. It's harsh to say that. He offers everything. It's whether, like you say, uh, it's whether what this line does. It's what the O-line does, really. Um, has the Castro regressed that much or did the injury affect him? Kevin Dotson, in the other guards, at, at times look good, at times look terrible. We haven't got a centre. We brought back Finney, who was a backup for us and was a backup at Bengals and Seahawks. And obviously Villanueva is still in the wind, but he took a step back regardless last year. So even if he comes back, he'll he'll do a job if we bring him back. And I think they will. I, I think you'll see Villanueva back on the Steelers roster by by the start of the season. But they need to address the line on at least two picks within the next four that we we've got four picks still to go before the end of the fourth round. So they need at least two two offensive linemen there. And I'm hoping it's a center and a and a, and a left tackle, but I, I I love the Harris pick, and it, it's been it's been slated in for for weeks now. Everyone everyone's had it in there. Some people have said it might be a tackle, but m- most have had Harris in, and I think they've been leaning towards Harris for a few weeks now. And yeah, I think he he upgrades the offense regardless of who he's running behind.
2: Yeah, I think outright RB one, you know, consensus. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Um, I th- I think yeah the the line the line situation isn't ideal, but I don't think him being drafted by the Steelers has, has really impacted where he is on my rookie draft board or where I'd potentially be taking him in in a startup or redraft. I don't think because he's got that clear path to to touches. Uh, there's not really anything else in the backfield, though. You know the 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 Benny Snells. You know, that's that that we, we that's been tried, that experiment. McFarland, I actually really liked when he was in college. I watched one game, I remember, I think he had 280 rushing yards and he looked electric. Um, is he the answer at the next level? Maybe not. I know he was drafted fairly late last year. Caelan Bellage, I know he's your favourite play, Murph. Um, I just, yeah, I think... I, the the talents there. I think if you do address the line in the next couple of rounds, this this potentially looks like a really attractive pick where you've got him. I don't think there's many other places in your team where you'd you'd maybe look to strengthen because you've got a really good defense there in Pittsburgh, and you know Big Ben's not he's getting on, but there's no quarterbacks really on the board I'd have taken at this stage, and and the receiving pool is deep there, so I don't dislike this pick. I think once I've I've had a chance to think on it and settle on it. I think it's it's not a bad landing spot. Um, I just hope you address the line. And obviously that adds to his fantasy relevance.
1: I think that's my issue is, I, I think Najee Harris could have been a potential top six running back in the NFL for fantasy football. But with that line, because no one's taking touches from him. I, I, I He's locked in for volume. Like from a landing spot perspective, the volume is great. But the line is just, James Conner's not a bad running back. I'm not saying he's as good as Najee Harris. They're not even, for me, in the same tier. But they struggle to run the football the last two years. Like it's progressively got bad. And when you have a, a, a center like Creed Humphrey, who for me, I think is, I dare say probably a generational center. You don't get many great centers. I mean, that's your starting center for the next 10 years. And you just sit there and think, you can take this guy, fill a massive hole. It's so hard to get a good center. And then you, you take, say, a Javonna Williams in the next round. Or because the Steelers are in this win-now mode, you can trade the later picks and move up and get Javonna Williams or get a, a good player like that to, to be a running back. I get running back being the need. But I think losing out on a Creed Humphrey here, or even a Tevin Jenkins, who fills a massive hole, I just think is... is. I just worry that Nudgie Harris is going to be swimming in treacle next season. That is just my biggest concern right now. And then we have the uh, the Clemson... I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who decide to take <laughs> uh, Clemson running back, Travis Etienne. I think they've decided that the culture in Jacksonville is not that great, so they've decided to take a college um Culture into the NFL, which I heard this on Good Morning Football. I heard this on a few places, and I'm thinking, like, you realize that college is like kids, like right? just barely adults. <laughs> so you're basically saying the culture is that bad. They're bringing in a culture from non professionals in, and that's going to be an improvement. <laughs> Yeah, it, no, I mean, I know it's different. I know it's different. I know that college football is huge and it's it's bigger than the NFL. I, I get all of that, but it wasn't lost on me that the irony that you're gonna you've created a culture shift by bringing in two guys from the same school and it, it the word school is not lost on me here. Like, I just think again with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I just don't get this pick at all. I don't get it because this team has more holes in it than a block of Swiss cheese. Like so many players they could have picked here and they have gone with a luxury pick that they can't afford. I don't know. I just, I just don't like this pick either.
0: No, no, I agree. It baffles me. They've gone for this. I've said from the outset that the Jaguars would pick up another running back within the first three rounds. I did not expect it to be in the first round. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about Etienne's talent. We're not, none of us are disputing that at all. Um, but it, I just don't, I just don't understand. I just don't get it. I agree with you. They had so many more areas to to to, to look at first. I mean, safety, Mo Rig's still there. Um, yeah. Tevin Jenkins' tackle's still there we could go on and on about other players that were still there. They could appear edge. Any of the edges were still there. They desperately need an edge. It just doesn't make, yeah, doesn't make any sense. Even linebackers still there. Yeah. Uh,
1: which I mean, they're still there. So, you know, if they take him at 33 um, and it's t- JOK, then they mm. take a Musa Komoa, then yeah, okay, Uzi fine. Komo, yeah. if that, yeah. I mean, if they take him at 33, then okay, that's worked. But yeah, I don't know. But then having said that, if they do get a guy that they were going to take at, 25 if they take jenkins who's still on the board at 33 then it's justified mm-hmm. because they are on the clock they're on the artificial clock if they do take a jenkins because he didn't go or they do take uh uh jok then all of a sudden the etienne pit doesn't look as bad because you can say well actually if they take taken that player at 25 you go well that's a, a first round player and then you have etienne uh, and you say well he was the second round player and he's like well okay it kind of works so i don't know i, I guess i, I just talked myself into thinking it's not a bad move because they, they might get away with it which well i think,
0: me. yeah i think we, we're, we're potentially overreacting a little bit because we're looking at it and go why have you drafted a running back but you're right there are two there are three massive areas of needs that they can address with this next pick safety edge linebacker for tackle but they could have addressed two of those and then still picked up a decent running back to to a comp yeah. to to compliment robinson basically now robinson is almost in the dirt i still yeah. think he'll get a bit of work but not a great deal this is etienne show now and and everyone who's invested in robinson is uh or or who will who are laughing when they manage to get um halls for robinson yeah. are uh are going to be looking at this and, and be pretty upset
1: I mean, yeah, if you if you bought James Robinson, you you're feeling pretty sick right now. Um I did yesterday in a very, very deep best ball, um, take Carlos Hyde. So that's a pick that I'm not gonna get back. But it was the seventeenth round, so I don't I don't overly care, but you know, feel bad for me. I took uh, I took Carlos Hyde because he was the best player on the board. It's very deep, seventeen team. Um so then we take we got the Browns they took Greg Newsome the second Northwestern getting two players uh drafted in the first round for the first time so well, well done to them um and then the last sort of offensive player we're going to talk about is Rashard Bateman personally my second favorite receiver coming into the draft he now lands in Baltimore and I keep going backwards and forwards on this one because I love the player so much and I want to talk myself into this being positive and every time I do and I get my head around it I then go negative on it again
0: (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's it's odd I've I've had my I've I've got my reservations about Bateman and I think that this landing spot's not not done him any favors for me but at the same time the landing spot I mean he now does he walk into this as the as the main guy I mean Brown is not a is not a guy that is going to command the targets, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a uh, it, it's an it's an odd it's an odd one. It is it's an expected one. I think we all anticipated that Bateman would be would be landing with the Ravens at twenty seven, uh, but now it's happened, and you look back at it. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from him. To be honest with you,
2: I think the, you know the, this is the pick that the Giants should have been making at twenty, but. I think the is the landing spot good on paper. Yes, because I don't think Baltimore have this in their arsenal. You know, Mark Andrews, good tight end. Hollywood Brown, you know, downfield, big play receiver. Good for two or three receptions and, and you know potentially taking it to the house for you. I don't think he's he's the kind of receiver that you can target with confidence 130, 140 times a season. Um well, that's good because that's
1: not gonna happen. Well, yeah. no,
2: definitely it certainly isn't. And <laughs> unless he was potentially the only person on the field to target. Um you know, he's he's not his hands aren't good enough for that anyway, I don't think um the reason why i wouldn't necessarily like this pick is like you've just alluded to murph they don't throw the ball that often um when they do it's not with any sort of confidence that you you know it's getting to where it needs to get to and i'm not a big lover of lamar jackson's arm if i'm being honest um and i think because he's going into an offense that's already got target share. It's not massive target share, but it's it's already sort of distributed between Brown and Andrews and whoever it is that's that's going to be playing at running back, coming out the backfield. For me, it's just like don't they have
1: Sammy Watkins there as well? Yeah,
2: he's I, yeah. There as well, so yeah. so now it's like, do you know, how many times are you actually planning on throwing the ball, Baltimore? You know that you've you've not shown us already, and I just don't like that spot. And I think it also weakens other positions on that team as well. I think it just it takes away the relevance from other other players like Andrews and Brown for anyone who has those kind of players out there.
1: A hundred percent, they don't throw the ball enough. I mean, last year, the, the receptions leaders on the team were Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews, and they caught the ball 58 times each. So we're not yeah. talking a, a great deal here of of volume. In fact, I'm going to – I'm just pulling out my projections, and I haven't amended them from last night. So I might do a little tweak. Um, I will be doing a little tweak. But I'm just pulling up what I project um, Lamar Jackson to do this year. So I have Lamar Jackson throwing the ball 419 times, completing it 261 times for 3,007 yards. So two hundred and sixty one completions across the team <clears throat> and that's Andrews, um Watkins, Brown, Bateman, Dobbins plus yeah, Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and and then all the surrounding cast. I don't see how Bateman gets more than sixty catches.
0: No, his his fantasy his fantasy values taking a hit here he's, he's wide spot. receiver
1: three that like 60 catches we're talking he's gonna need to score a lot of touchdowns yeah but he, he we're talking realistically we're looking at um a wide receiver three kind of projection here which I think he's a better receiver than that so things are gonna have to change for him to to kick on and, and be good. I mean, to put it in perspective, I have Austin Eckler catching 75 balls. <laughs> 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 so that kind of fits into perspective. Like I'm, I'm projecting running backs to catch the ball more than I'm probably going to project uh, Bateman to catch the ball. So yeah, it's, it's a massive worry there, that element of it, but we'll see what happens. So let's round off the, the rest of the draft. Um, we have um, Peyton Turner, um, Ed Strange pick going yeah. to going to the Saints, um, and then the the Green Bay Packers decide to continue the standoff against Aaron Rodgers and deliberately draft another defensive player. So in the last ten drafts, they've drafted nine, uh, nine defensive players, and uh, Jordan Love, the replacement for Aaron Rodgers, um, and people wonder why he's upset. <laughs> so Eric Stokes out of Georgia. I mean, listen, I, I feel bad, just like I feel bad for. Jordan Love last year, Eric Stokes is going to get absolutely no recognition for the fact he's being drafted in the first round of the NFL draft because of where he's going. And that's unfair because I actually think Eric Stokes is a first round player.
0: Yeah. I think he's a, he's a first round talent. He's the, he's the next guy up after the, the four that went before him. That's how I had it anyway. I had those four yeah. and then a, a gap. And then I had Stokes literally bordering on late first, early second. And, and to be honest, it's, it's a good spot for him. But like you say, he's going to be potentially a for the guy that, that pushed Rodgers over the edge. And it's not his fault. No, not at all. And he's a position of need. You,
1: you looked at the NFC Championship game, the Buccaneers completely dominated the outsides and made a lot of catches. They need a cornerback. It's, it's not it's not a pick that is a complete waste. It's something that will improve their team in 2021.
0: Yeah, and what's crazy as well, you mentioned about the, the the picks that they've made in recent drafts. They've they've spent five picks now in the last four years on secondaries within the first two rounds and, they're, and, they're, and when they're still looking for help. You, you say that, Ash,
1: there's a team that did that just two or three years ago called the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and those guys who got drafted the second time round, all went on the win rings. Carlton Davis, Jamal Dean, um, Sean Murphy Bunting, Anton Winfield Jr. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's what I mean. Jordan Whitehead. I mean, all those guys have been drafted in the last three years. But they drafted guys before that, like Vernon Hargraves. um, uh, They drafted other players, other quarterbacks that they let go because they just weren't good enough. Todd Bowles and... Uh, Bruce Arians came in and said these guys just aren't good enough, and they got rid of them. And I think maybe Green Bay—I mean, I don't know why they resigned King, to be honest. Yeah, I think that—that that, was, that was the question mark, and maybe they've signed King, but Stokes is the future there.
0: I, I think Stokes. Yeah, Stokes is, the, is definitely the, the future here. And like I said, and, and, I, and I, I, like, I like him. I, I like him a lot, and I think he's a great cornerback. And but he's always—he's always going to be remembered as that pick that was taken in the 2021 draft if it transpires that Rodgers does go and that doesn't seem to be dying down. Well, and, and no wide receivers taken with the last 18 picks for the Green Bay Packers. Um,
1: Buffalo Bills took Gregory Rousseau. We all love Gregory Rousseau and good to see him on a good team. And I think that the Bills coaching staff are going to get a lot out of him. Uh, Jason deway who is just a freak, uh, goes to Baltimore. Be interesting to see if they get the most out of him, but Wink Martin I would back to probably do that. And then the Buccaneers, um, Bruce Arians decided to just literally hit the button and go to bed, <laughs> like they hadn't even announced Jason away, and they'd already put the pick in for Joe Tryon. He was rapid, um, but he takes uh, Joe Tryon, who had been getting a bit of buzz, and I thought it would be Edge or interior uh, defensive line, and, and they went Edge. But uh, I like Tryon. I think it's a good pick.
0: Yeah, I do as well. I mean, uh, th- there's um, uh, is there a couple? There's probably one. One other edge I would have had over him, but I, I like I like Tryon, um, and I think it's a good pickup for the Bucks, and I think it's a great pick. it's a great spot for him. There's there's no pressure on him um, off the bat with the guys that are around him, and he's going to be able to to continue to develop and learn from from this this defense. And yeah, great 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 pickup, and yeah, not much more to say. As clearly,
2: clearly the guy they wanted as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the the pick absolutely flew in and. Yeah. Take note, NFL franchises, this this is the speed we like to work at. Yeah. We
0: do at quarter past five in the morning.
2: We certainly do.
0: <laughs> well, here's what's interesting is
1: is the the Jags took the clock down to one minute left <laughs> with the one pick. Just... <laughs> and Bruce Aries has got his pick in within about 40 seconds <laughs> with the 30-second pick. And he's had to wait it's... for 31 guys to go. It's not like he's got the whole board going... Ah, who do we go? It's like,
2: it'll do. Cheers. Yeah, and you sort of get it because you know that the the broadcast guys are going to be talking a lot, and there's got to be the build up. But this, it did make me laugh. This last pick, the Joe Triumph pick, because it was it was literally the the books war room looked like they were just packing up, and it was like, nice one, good night, see you tomorrow, happy days away we go. Well, We've had enough.
1: It's no- bedtime. I obviously <laughs> <laughs> it's it was past somebody's bedtime. They're like. I right, better go get some kip. <laughs> it's been a long night. Who who who's on the board? Ah oh, yeah, Joe Tran, will do. Cheers. <laughs> oh wait, whose birthday is it? Ah, it's like a make make a wish foundation thing. What's your birthday wish to be drafted by the uh Super Bowl champions? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope they and then, and then what was funny is they didn't even send him a hat.
0: No, I know. That's yeah. These trees
1: like where's my hat? Didn't even have one. Shocking. Oh. Roger's got to get fired. Um, fellas, thanks so much for coming on. The Speed of Hoop. I really, really enjoyed yes, this. Um, the draft is on tonight. Uh, we'll probably be back Monday with some guests to break down some more picks and what's happened. Um, and then you'll be back next week, Ash, with Tom, won't you, to break down all of this yeah. draft goodness. And, uh, and luckily, Tom, because uh, Mac Jones didn't go at three, Tom will get to join you.
0: Yes, he will be carrying on, which is nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to retire, so that is a win for Five Yard Rush and Five Yard College that uh, he's not going anywhere. But fellas, where, tell everyone where they can find you.
0: Uh, yeah, you can you can find me at Five Yard College, um, and my personal Twitter is um, at addicted to f underscore ff. I don't, know, I don't use it that much anymore. Yeah, addicted to underscore FF, but mainly at Five Yard College, and you can hear us on Wednesdays if you don't already.
2: And you'll find me on Twitter at Nick of Wigan, and no doubt back in the season again when the uh, when the DFS kicks off.
1: Yeah, you guys did really well towards the end of last season. I'm looking forward to seeing that kick on even further. You and Mark, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We'll get you. We'll get you both on again. We'll work out schedules but i appreciate you coming on and breaking this down with me uh Rush Nation, hope you enjoyed it don't forget if you've not been following us on the socials the playbook is available for pre-order it's only available till tuesday at the low price of 7.99 link in the show notes get out there go and order it support a small local supporting business podcast who are just working on i, I tell you now it's bigger than last year's it's over 300 pages loads of content um and we'll get it out to you next week so pre-order it uh, or wait till it comes out on amazon hopefully it'll be out by next friday depends on when they approve it and it goes up but um hopefully it'll be up by the weekend at the very latest so uh do check that one out and message me if you've got any questions at murph underscore nfl but until next week rush nation don't forget keep rushing